Today we celebrate this great feast, the baptism of the Lord, and I'd like to just reflect with you a little bit on what does that exactly mean for us in in our day-to-day lives, because that's the whole point, is applying the gospel to our lives and and the message of, of, of salvation to each of our lives daily, you know, not just once and for all, but every day we need to apply the Word of God to our lives. Let the Word of God measure us, let the Word of God challenge us, inspire us. Um, encourage us, give us a sense of direction. Um, without God's Word, we really don't have a sense of direction other than what we think and what we feel. But God has given us a compass, if you will, through His Holy Word to lead us through life so that we can get to our destination, heaven, with His help. When I hear this scripture, I kind of summed up um, these readings. Um, I think of that song, um, what is it? I can't get no satisfaction. You know that song? I can't get no satisfaction. And I tried and I tried and I tried. And, and what I'm hearing here is God says, I'm going to bless my people with peace in our song. Psalm 29. The Lord will bless His people with peace. And you all are here this morning, including myself, because we can't find satisfaction. You know, we try, and we try, and we try. We try our way. We try the world's way. We try this and that way that's given to us as options, or what this commercial says, or that commercial says, or whatever it be. We try, and we try, and we try to find satisfaction, peace. And it says here, the Lord will bless His people with peace. And so God's, one of His greatest desires for us all, and I would say His greatest desire is that you and I can have peace. We know in the Scripture it also says, I've come that you might have peace. Peace that the world does not have. So there's something He offers us that the world can't offer us. There's something He offers me that you can't offer me. And so each of us come before the Lord. And we, if you will, realign ourselves. Not toward each other, but toward our Lord. I read once, I think it's Aristotle, he says, friendship is not two people facing one another. Friendship is two people facing a transcendent third. So when you, with another person, face something greater than yourself, or someone greater than yourself, then you're in friendship. And I think that kind of sums up a lot of marriage problems too. (laughs) When we face each other and expect each other to be something that each other can't be, namely God, and we have a lot of problems. But if you, with your spouse or family member or friend, face that transcendent third, you have friendship. You have direction in life. You have your life properly aligned with the Lord. And then the Lord can bless you with His peace. And our peace then isn't dependent upon whether or not X, Y, or Z is in place. Because He's always the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we can have an anchor, a hope that only God can give us. And this is why we're here this morning, right? I mean, if we're honest, we come to Mass, we come to church, we pray. Why do we do it? Hopefully not to just punch our card and go back out. We, we come here because we want to be in a, in a place where we can expose our lives before Him. One of the greatest gifts I've been discovering in my prayer recently is just standing in God's presence. You know, Lord, I just put myself in your presence. 
letting God look at me. Letting God behold me. I don't say anything. I don't do anything. I just stand there and let him look at me. And I find, I, I find peace growing in my heart when I do that. And another way I've been doing this recently that might help yourselves is, you know, if you're going to a store or wherever you're going, I, for example, if I'm going to the hospital or nursing home or visiting a house or the school or wherever I'm going, before I go to those places, before I get out of my car, I sit for two, three, four minutes in silence. And I just let God look at me. I have an image in my mind of this big loving face with these big eyes of compassion and love and gentleness that our Father in Heaven has for us. And I just place myself in His presence. That's what prayer is. Putting yourself in God's presence. As I preached last week, letting ourselves be found. Prayer is a putting yourself in a place where you can be found. Here I am. And just letting God love you. And if you do that, Peace will grow in you. A peace that doesn't come from anything you've done or anything the world's done, but a peace that's lasting. And so the baptism of the Lord. Jesus is about to go public in His ministry. For the last 30 years, Christ was hidden. And I always like to point out, only three years of his 30 years, was he a public person? So, as Christians, the majority of our life should be hidden in prayer. And a small amount of our life is our doing. And so what does that mean? It means, if I'm not praying, and I don't have peace, everything I do will be done out of a need for peace rather than out of an abundance for the peace I've been given by my relationship with God. And this is another struggle I see in relationships, including my own and with many others, is we do a lot of things to try to get peace or get others to love us rather than letting Him love me and give me peace. And then out of the abundance of the love I've received, I give. So I'm free, meaning I'm not attached to your personal opinion whether or not I'm going to love you or not or say this or not or say that or not, right? I love you more than I fear you. I love you more because I let Him love me first. My first love is the Lord. So we have to often return to our first love. We've forgotten, as the Scripture says, we've forgotten our first love. And so we toil about our lives. Come to me, you who are heavy burdened and laboring. What does that mean? Burdened with always trying to find peace, always trying to find love. You know, you're heavy burdened and laboring. Come to me and I will give you rest. Come to the waters. Drink freely, the Lord says. With my unconditional love, let me behold you as, your, as my son or my daughter. Let me love you. And so the Lord's about to go public. And so... He needs this experience in His humanity, being affirmed in His humanity by the Father. And so He's in the Jordan, and the Holy Spirit comes upon Him in His baptism, and it says like a dove coming down upon Him. And He hears the words, and we hear the words, John hears the words, people hear the words, the thunder. This is My beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. 
Peace comes when you hear God's voice. Okay? When you hear the Lord speak to you, you have peace. This is why people come to Mass on a daily basis or people like yourselves pray. If I don't pray before I start my day, it does not go like it goes when I pray. I've experienced it a thousand times. And I'm sure you can testify yourselves. If my prayer isn't there, my day is not at all like it is when I pray. And so what does that mean? It means when I'm praying, I'm letting the Father love me and affirm me. God is affirming me. When I take that two or three minutes before I go into the store and just sit in God's presence, He's affirming me. I'm relocating myself where I've been maybe lost or I'm, I'm recovering from the last visit or this or that this experience. God's reaffirming me in His peace. He's setting me in my true identity. I'm remembering who I am as His Son. And so, we all daily need to hear those words. However they come to us in whatever way, this is my beloved daughter. This is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. That's an experience. It's not just a thought or something we think about that happened 2,000 years ago. When you and I were baptized, you became, like myself, um, a, a house for the Trinity. God the Father, Son, and Spirit live in us. And when we take some time in silence and solitude, what are we doing? We're letting God within us speak to us. The reason we often don't hear God is we're so far away from our own hearts. We're way out here. We never go interior anymore. We live in a world that's very busy, very preoccupied. And many are afraid to come into the heart. So you're driving by the church. Some of the best prayer I've had is when I'm walking from the rectory to the uh, office. I stop in the church. No one else is here. And you just sit in God's presence and let Him love you and gaze upon you. Be affirmed. And don't be afraid of what comes up in your heart when you sit in God's presence. Don't be afraid of your sin. Don't be afraid of your failures. Don't be afraid of your, your, your big problems that you can't solve. That's the whole point. We wouldn't need a Savior if things weren't bigger than us. And so we place ourselves in His presence and then we start to hear and experience that peace. We can't always explain it. I can't explain to you like, well, what does God sound like? Well, what He sounds like for me and what He sounds like for you might be a little different. God might speak to you through nature. He might speak to someone else through a song. He might speak to someone through silence, through a reading of Scripture, a, a word of another. God speaks in many and various ways, the Bible says. But you need to be silent to hear Him speak. And go in your heart and let Him love you. And then you're ready to go out and love others. Until I hear God, and until I experience peace and love coming from the source, I'm not ready to love my spouse. I'm not ready to love my kids. I'm not ready to love my co-workers. I can't do that. I can't love you 
if I don't first let him love me? It's impossible. Because you know why? You're not going to always love me. And then I'm going to adjust how I treat you because you don't love me. That's not love. That's called conditional love. That's the world's version of love. As Christians, we want to recover an unconditional way of loving. And that involves the cross, right? Because when I love like that, I'm on the cross at times. But that don't cause me to lose my peace. Because I know He who's in me is greater than He who's in the world. You can't stop God. Death couldn't stop Him. If I'm willing to let Him live through me, the Eucharist, this is my body given up for you, this is my blood poured out for you. If we can let Christ live through us that kind of love, you'll see the world begin to change one person at a time. And that means we have to have power. The Holy Spirit. Without that, we can't do it. And so, as we continue Mass, I'd like you to think about your vocation and your calling. Vatican II called us to holiness. What I'm talking about is a life of holiness. We're all called to holiness. So the Lord says to you, listen, I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. Meaning what? Give to people what they are due, which is love. Justice means to give to one what is due. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I've grasped you by the hand. God has your hand. He'll carry you through the storms in your life right now. I grasped you by the hand. I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations. Why do we need light? Because we're in the darkness of the age of conditional love. We need to reintroduce the light of unconditional love. To open the eyes of the blind. That's your vocation, to open the eyes of the blind. Starting with your immediate family. To bring out prisoners from confinement. How many people are prisoners? How many of us are prisoners? We never give ourselves anymore because we're afraid of being hurt. That's a prison. You're in prison. When I'm afraid to, when I stop loving, I'm in prison. And, and to release people from the dungeon. It's a powerful word. The dungeon. Those who live in darkness. This is our vocation. You go forth from the Mass. The Mass is ended. Go in peace. Go and glorify the Lord by your life. Go and announce the Gospel. Thanks be to God. And so as we continue Mass, again, ask Him for these graces. To let God start, start here. Let God behold you. Let yourself be found. Let yourself be loved. And that might be in those little moments before you go into the store, the workplace, lunchtime. Five minutes. Let Him love you.